Hello and welcome to our podcast, the In Key Podcast. In Key with James and Brooke. And today we'll be talking about bands with keyboard players, playing in front of the mirror, and art and intention. Uh, more specifically, the importance of expressing yourself honestly while being aware of how you might be influencing others in real yes. time. Have you ever had the water in Brooklyn or New York? Or I'm actually afraid to say the W word because I may have a Pennsylvania accent. But uh, oh, the H2O that in is New York, <laughs> I, I, I don't trust at all. I trust about as much like as the, the one water? at work. The the H2O in I New York. I need you to say it now because <sighs> I'm, I'm now I'm really in my head. Weren't we supposed to talk about bands with keyboard players? I'm sure they drink some water. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Bands with it. keyboard Oh, oh! I I missed it. I totally missed it. It just like it went under the radar. All right, your goal the rest of the podcast is get me to say the W word. But other than that, we're talking about bands with the keyboard players. You know, you know the the best keyboard player, the Final Countdown guy. <laughs> Who is he? Where did he come from? And where did he go? Cotton Eye Joe. Are we bad for not knowing that? I think so. I mean, there's Google right on my phone, and I feel like. It's a fail of mine that I don't know the final countdown guy. Da, 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 you know what da, comes to my head da, 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 immediately? Da, da. Sorry. Da, 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 doom, doom. Brooke's like, oh, you don't have absolute perfect pitch? My bad, homie. <laughs> <laughs> this is the actual key it's in, too. Uh, I, like, blow into that little, like, acapella thing. <laughs> There's some people that can really... Da, 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 da. Uh, that's actually no. kind of nice. I kind of want to do a cover there. <laughs> but you do all the voice parts. <laughs> um, like no, all the parts as your voice. That 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 used to be a big oh, thing. Yeah. On YouTube. Okay. So we don't. Oh, so okay. So already, um, right to the point of it is that w- there's no need for a keyboard. You could just make the sounds with your mouth. <laughs> so bands with keyboards are basically idiots. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. I, I, as soon as we started, um, as soon as we mentioned bands with keyboards, I had a I had a thought. And I wanted to I wanted to talk about it. Last time I went to one of my favorite spots to just hang out in Red Bank. It's called Jamian's. Um, there was this band playing, mostly cover songs, uh, I think. And I and I do forget what they called themselves, sadly. But there was this man on who was playing the keyboard. Really old guy, I'll say. Old guy. Like you see him and you're like, he's a wizard. His hair was like down to his butt. But not it was like incredible. old moving, just he he was an old older man no 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 like he was just like jamming out like so jamming out it was so amazing me and my brother and our cousin we had to go up to him and like ask him a whole ton of questions after like now the way your hands went made it seem like he had multiple keyboards thank you for noticing that i may have watched your story because yes (laughs) we are uh yes okay so let me explain he had I, I think three keyboards that he was playing. One of them was off to the left side of him and he had two on top of each other in front of him. So both of his hands were like at a 90 degree angle like this, right? And one of them was playing the bass, the bass notes, but like on a totally different sound on a different keyboard than his left hand. And it, I mean, sorry, his right hand. Wait, I think I messed that up. But you know what I'm saying? It was two hands, crazy. Two keyboards. He was just switching off keyboards just like just for a different sound. Like I was thinking, oh, you know, you do that on the guitar with pedals and stuff. You don't have like randomly have like another guitar on your back. But this guy has mo- he brought multiple keyboards for for all of that. It was it was so 
it's just so crazy to think sometimes that you just like go down the go down the street, go to your local wherever, and they might have music playing. And these these are like the most talented people I've ever seen. Why why is this guy not like incredibly famous? He's he's like playing with his feet. He's got another keyboard on his feet. He's playing like seven keyboards at the same time, taking out octopus arms. I'm like, I think he has a yes problem because that three you got two <laughs> arms and that's three keyboards. That's a yes problem, sir. Which <laughs> would you like, the Yamaha, the Roland, or yes. maybe the Xplex? Yes. I'll take them. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Thank yes. you. Don't keep naming them because I'll keep saying yes. <laughs> but that sounds awesome. That was incredible. Did though. you get it his name? So great. I, I don't remember. You see, I don't you remember. see the problem here. The final countdown guy. What does he have in common with I, the br- oh bro gosh, that you saw? No. That could have been the bad. final countdown guy. Remember. What if I there- think it might have been Freddie? It could have been Freddie. I'm making it up, but it's, it felt like a. Fre- he looked like a Freddie. Um. Anyway, uh, it was it was honestly incredible, and I I wish uh, best I wish band I knew. with a keyboard player. Go, time for you to lose half our subscribers. Go. I have no idea. Rush was know. the correct answer, but it's okay. You, you know, we're not judging. Are you, really? I mean, yeah. Okay. All right. Sure. Because <laughs> it's played with his feet. What are you talking Wait, about? Wait, Getty, Getty Lee from Rush. I'm pretty sure he played either the bass he or the play- keyboards I, with his feet. There's no way that I was just saying that as a joke before and, and that that's actually a thing. Yep, yep. We're both realizing that reality is not what we thought it was today. <laughs> oh, my god! It's true. It's true. He played with his feet. I, You know, when you say keyboard in general, like the first thing that comes into my mind is um, the riff from Jump by Van Halen. Oh, yeah. You know? Um. I think I've, 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 I remember being a kid and like, man, I just can't remember, Brooke. How does it go? (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Hey! (laughs) Hey! I'll get old! (laughs) Nothing gets me down! And copyright strike. Okay, so. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) sorry. But no, that's, that's. That's just that's just the kind of thing that just like now. Do you know the dreams. keyboard player that played that? I thought Van Halen was one guy and he did everything. Well, there's like Tim and two guys, but you know what? <laughs> you actually got it right. Hey, it was oh, Eddie yeah, Van Halen yeah. that played that? That's correct. Oh, oh, cool. Yeah, he just plays it. But plays he wasn't it. singing it. The other guy sang. What's the next subject? <laughs> David Lee Roth sang Van Halen. I don't know their names. <laughs> well, it's not called Van David Lee Roth. Halen. Anyway, good talk. We're making good changes. We're understanding that people exist in bands. We just acknowledge keyboard players. Maybe someday we'll acknowledge bass players. Practicing in front of the mirror. <laughs> I want, this was not my topic, James. <laughs> Practicing in front of the mirror. Uh, have you practiced have in I done front it? of the mirror? Yes. I, I am practice in front of the mirror sometimes. Wait, did you I say like I am practice in front of the mirror? I, <laughs> I don't think <laughs> Well, that. what for to be is the practice that is happened for you to in mirror? Um. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I remember being in college. <laughs> you really got to push that today in this way podcast. We both yeah. went to college. Ooh, <laughs> surprising the whole oh audience. God. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I might have I to cut out some of this goofiness. <laughs> we might need to take a breath. This is ridiculous. Please, please cut out most of this. I Ugh. I remember when I was in college, I took public speaking, which was a requirement, and um, we had to record ourselves doing our speeches. And I thought that was so like nerve wracking, and it was embarrassing, and I didn't want to have to watch it back and see myself fail miserably. 
but but there was something about that experience that I think was very, very, very important, especially because I would look back and think I was nervous the whole time or that I was rushing through or something. Sometimes it was actually better than I thought. Let me have the opposite response and say that I've looked back in the mirror and I'm like, man, I nailed that solo. <laughs> and wow, I don't want to listen to it. And I don't want my friends to have to go through that. So I've had That's the opposite feeling when it came to music. But actually, when it came to my first practicing, I actually don't remember my first like speech or something like that in front of the mirror or, or in front of recording myself. But I remember practicing in front of the mirror because I had to be this character. I had to be... Um, this I don't know it was something in school and I had to be like a soldier from the past and explain what my motivations were and I had to remember who I was and why and uh, I just remember practicing from the mirror and it being a surreal experience like this is weird I'm the only person here but I'm talking and trying to be real it was very odd and uh, and actually now I feel like everybody goes through that with video recording that's not really what I wanted to hammer home as much as I wanted to think about like what did it feel like the first time you did that and especially uh, since okay like for you it was a requirement I was just doing because I was like well I should do it because it's going to make me feel more comfortable and I'm sure someone suggested it to me but you it was a requirement yeah, yeah. so yeah did well, you have to hand way, it in whatever gets you to that um to that point you did know. you have to hand um, it in? I, no, you didn't have to submit it. It was purely okay. for you to review and learn something from. And I remember even back, see, I'm thinking of it more, not just like in front of the mirror, but like recording things. Um, but I feel like it has the same, it has the same concept to it. I remember we had to do that in chorus class a few times in, when I was in high school too. Like the teacher would say like, I want you to record that part. To, to, when you listen back and you hear what it sounds like, you, you know, you're going to be able to hear what you want to change. And um, I don't know. I, I definitely think that that's really helpful now. Um, I've learned from that. I was going to say, I get, and I used to think that they were the same, recording yourself and uh, looking back and it being the mirror. But the recording myself, I actually know, mm-hmm. I know like, okay, I've got multiple takes here. I just got to get one good one and I'm going to have it on recording and I'm set. And I can listen back and then I can start building on that performance. But with a mirror, it's so real time that I'm like, oh, this is kind of... This is like, I don't know, trying to, this is going to be weird, trying to taste my own tongue. Like, it's just weird. It's just so weird to me to be practicing in front of a mirror. And it's something that kind of freaks me out. I don't like mirrors at all. I do my, I actually, like, um, do my hair uh, without looking in the mirror. Like, like ev- mirrors freak me out. And when I'm... Really? Not too much that it's a fear. It's just like, I feel like the more you look at a mirror, you start really realizing your imperfections. And when you're, if you're playing your instrument in front of a mirror, you're just like... Oh, I get either I'm getting it or I'm not, you know, and it's very so to me it's it's very intense and I don't like mirrors at all. That's very interesting. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I I think subtle um, fear of mine. I get what you're saying about it being different though between recording and and just looking in the mirror because I think if you do something in the mirror and you it's not like it's being saved. Like if you want something to stick that way, you have to keep repeating it to drill it in like you're studying for a test. I would always go into it with a more of like a, a recording mentality where it's like, all right, somebody tests me on something, you know, ask me a question. I got it right. I'm like, all right, actually, I got it right this time. I'm good. Go in and take the test. But <laughs> I was never, I never had a lot of Wait, so which one feels it. more like the test, the mirror or the recording? I feel like the recording is more like the test, right? 
It's not the test. It's the preparation for the test. Uh, you oh, either, okay, I get it. It's like, it's like doing a recording is like, is the equivalent of studying everything like five minutes before the test and just regurgitating it onto the paper. But doing something in the mirror over and over again is the same thing as actually understanding the material and being able to remember it. I'm going to have to, <laughs> if I have the time, and I wish I had the time for every idea, I would want to practice a performance only in front of the mirror and do another one where I practice only in front of a camera and see what the results are. Yeah, that would be a very interesting experiment. And it would help me get over my fear of mirrors. It's not even fear, but I, it just, I feel awkward with mirrors uh, in some scenarios. In other scenarios, it's very helpful, like getting dressed. I'm a fan of the mirror. Uh, but other than that, uh, there's very few other instances that I enjoy a mirror, but, but not... Most of the time, if I'm practicing, I'm like, this is... I love looking in the mirror. <laughs> I, I would, too, if I was you. All right. <laughs> Next one. Art and intention. Boy, whenever I type this, I just... Okay. I don't remember typing it this way. It's because I typed that one. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's because I typed that one, James. <laughs> I put this one. I wanted to talk about the difference. Not the... Uh, the and as it's the not, Spanish people say, poor K, why? For why yes. did you okay, want to why? talk okay. about this? Art and intention. This is something I've been battling with in my mind recently because I feel like art is supposed to be something so rawly exposed from you when you're vulnerable, when you have something that you need to share and there's nothing holding it back. You know what I'm saying? At least for me, I feel like it's not usually something that I can say is art unless I, it's not as premeditated, you know, like it's, it's a subconscious flow. That's what art is. If you, if you think about it beforehand, it's less art. I don't know, in my opinion. But I've been thinking about this lately, and um, I think that there's the importance of expressing yourself honestly, right, is, is what I thought was the basis of making art. But also, when you start to be more aware of how you might actually be influencing others, it makes me want to change my art. And so, is it is it really less art if it, if I have more of an intention? This is, I think, a really progressive and positive way and modern way of think about art because a lot of recordings you hear nowadays you're, you didn't get the drums because it's the sound the drummer likes the most or anything like that they're thinking about how does it make people feel it's not mm-hmm. oh it's the best quality or it's the biggest sound or it's the you know although they are very high quality it's like which one makes you feel like you want to head bob that's going to be the rock which one's going to feel like you want to move your shoulders that's going to be more the rb which one uh makes you mm-hmm. want to throw up that's death metal uh you know it's like <laughs> each one is going for how does it make you feel and yeah. um, and I think the way you're talking there is like, I don't want to just be honest and sing into a microphone and be like, there it is. It's honest. It's like, well, when it comes out the other end, is that microphone catching all the <laughs> it things? Comes out the other end. Then when you when you sing through the microphone and you hear it coming out of the uh, <laughs> when you sing into out, the microphone Jay? and it comes out of the stereo system <laughs> and translates <laughs> to a. Uh, a performance in the car or wherever you're listening. When you sing in a microphone and someone else hears it in their headphones. Yeah. 
No, I uh, no. Yes. Um, How does that translate? No, yes, yes, and no. How do they actually feel? And <clears throat> is it is it the, where's yes, the bottleneck? Yes, yes. I, when, I guess um, <laughs> when you sing into a microphone and someone hears it in their ears, it makes them feel something, and that to me is like there's a bottleneck of the microphone or the preamp or the guy mixing it. But that's not what you mean. That I'm analytical. I'm thinking about the gear. What are you talking about? Yeah. Well, that's just as interesting. But I was thinking of it when I'm when I mean intention. I'm talking about it in more of like a philosophical way. Like the the motive, I guess, behind it. I, I always thought before that there is no motive. Like the motive, it's just personal. Like whatever it is that I'm sharing through my art, it's the personal thing. And whatever it means to somebody, like that's that's for them to decide. And I hope that. They 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 get something from what I'm saying and it helps them in some way. But but like I, that's up to you. It's that's like your actually relationship. the first it, time I heard when I was younger and I said, "Why do you listen to music so much?" Like my first girlfriend or something like that. I was like, "Why does this girl just sit around and listen to music? I don't know, wasting her time. She could be playing video games. Like that's awesome, <laughs> you know, or or whatever." I just asked and she said, "Well, it's like the lyric each time you listen, it could be a different version." Like what? It's the same song. No, she said you could be listening for the way the vocal melody makes you feel, or you could be listening to the words and wondering, you know, what they meant when they wrote it on paper versus how does it connect with the way they're saying it. And I was like, wow, I never thought about it that way. But what you're saying is, let's go even beyond that. It's not just those things, which you know, nowadays people aren't listening to songs over and over and over again that often. It's more like uh, you're trying to keep attention and this sort of thing. But that's not what you mean either. You're talking more about, um, if I'm correct here, you're, you're saying like, I want to make sure the performance uh, tells a story through the medium tells a story I'm that to... you want it to tell yes. it's like you know for like the mainstream very mainstream like they're they're probably always thinking about what this means to whatever whatever because because that's what i want to break away from in my personal I'm, i don't want to think about i don't want it to be premeditated i don't want it to, to sound contrived i don't want to be thinking like this is how people are supposed to think about it because it feels less real but there has to be some kind of line between that because at some point, I want to sit down and say, I don't want to make people feel sad anymore. Like, I have enough songs that they could relate to on that level. And at this point, I have to find the barrier between expressing myself honestly and, and having intention in the way that I want to come across. And I want other people to feel. I want to make things that make people happy, you know, that make people feel better, that bring light you know, into the world and into, into the art world at least. And, um, and you have to, you have to start, I have to start actually being conscious of that, you know, and not just letting myself go with the flow. Like what is the flow? Like I want to control some of the flow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's the balance of being, um, interesting and mis and mysterious and then also being declarative and having, um, um, yeah, like a purpose, mission behind it, a little bit uh, of a yeah, narrative yeah. in a in a sense where it's like I'm trying to get something across here without it, there being any confusion, you know. Yeah, I don't. That's just something. It's food for thought. Who do you think does this well? I, this might be a newer thing because I think of most great artists as them just oh, it's just a song, and if you want to take it more seriously, you can, and if not, don't worry about it. 
I don't know. I like when because, I'm running down a dream, I'm just listening to the song. I'm not I'm not <laughs> actually running down a dream. I don't know. I uh, do you think that they were writing that song, he was writing that song, whatever, and he was thinking, I want people to like play this in their car and feel like they are running down a dream. I want them to feel unstoppable. Or do you think he just felt like that and he just put it out there and he doesn't care what you think about it? I think because we'd have I to don't interview know. Tom and we'd have to interview the producer. And I, I think wish that's we could. <laughs> I wish someday. I wish in another world. But maybe, someday maybe you're onto he's... something. Maybe you're onto something and maybe this is the value that your songs will bring in the future uh, different than other artists right now. Hopefully. Maybe. Perhaps. Okay. James. 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 That's me. James. James. So what are you promoting? Well, obviously, it's always the website, the $7 a month, less than a quarter a day to learn guitar. But I'm going to start putting out uh, videos where I'm teaching a song, and I'm going to say, hey, by the way, if you have any issues with this song, Go to my website, check out these videos. And they're behind a paywall. So I'm sorry I want the money, but I do. And I'm excited yeah, about that. but that's so worth it. It's true. It's so true. Because, like, a lot of songs, even if you show them exactly where to put their hands, the underlying problem could be either the speed or the pressure of the left hand. And if you can start going through the videos and be like, oh, that's, that's what's holding me back from this riff, then you've done it. You don't need a teacher. So that's why I'm trying to eliminate the whole... You need to pay $40 and show up to a store thing. So I really like it, and I think it's worth it. And if people think otherwise, well, then I'll make better videos. And I can't wait to have people say, like, ah, I didn't quite get it from this video, and I'm going to improve things. So that's what I'm promoting and what I'm excited about. So, Brooke, what are you into? What are you, not, not just what are you into, oh, what are you excited about? For maybe Saturday <gasps> everybody, specifically? Everybody, 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 from near and far, at the bitter end on Bleecker Street, New York, New York. Brooke Russo and band. 7 o'clock p.m. You don't want to miss it. Sharp. We are doing, yes, one the gig of all gigs. Wait, We're are we the openers? Up. Are we the openers? I think we are, right? No. No. I, <laughs> We're not the, there's somebody before us. The confidence, I like it. So who is uh, opening? Mm, I think somebody. All right. Those guys have it. Good. And uh, oh. so do we. And there's some, actually, there is going to be a show right after us, which is a Tom Petty cover band, and I'm pretty excited about Weren't that. Weren't they show. called Petty People? That's pretty great. Petty People. Yep. Isn't that hilarious? That's awesome. And you already know if you've listened to uh, this podcast that we've talked a little briefly, mentioned Tom Petty, and I love him. Also, total random, going to mention, I am not very closely, but far-fetched out related to Tom Petty. I Have literally I was going to say that. I'm like, this is okay. <laughs> now it's getting into the world of, of whether I'm dreaming or if it's actually real. You thought I this, told you that and you weren't sure. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. We will explain this in the next podcast. Yes. You know what? That could be the t- the, the first point of our next Maybe we'll episode. have to do a DNA test for my own sanity. I <laughs> might have to pay for the DNA test. No, no. Anyway, that's no, what no, we're no. excited about. Yes, we are very excited. So, yes. Boom. All right. Cool. Well, then, uh, see you guys all in two weeks. It's been wonderful. And uh, see you then. If it's a Gibson or a Fender, then... We'll see you in two weeks. Hey, bye. (laughs) Bye. I don't get it. (laughs) I don't get it. Okay.